This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. This is Roseanne from Community Waikato, and I have with me in the studio as our guest today, Kim Cable, also from Community Waikato. Kia ora, Roseanne, and kia ora, Koto Katoa. Yeah, hey, awesome to have you in the studio with us today. We thought it'd be a great opportunity to have a little chat about our quarterly Kumara vine that Mm -hmm. um, has just recently been released, the last one for the year, where for those of our viewers that may, sorry, our audience who may not have actually seen the Kumara vine yet, um, it's all been done with the assistance of a free online AI technology system. So very interesting topic at the moment, very apt. So we thought it'd be a good opportunity to have a a chat about some of the articles uh, within the Kumara vine, actually what is AI and maybe how you can access it to support your organisation. And then also we're just going to have a little bit of a chat about maybe what's been a bit of a highlight or two for Kim from a communication perspective across the community sector over the last 12 months. So Kim, first question, what is AI? Okay, um... Maybe maybe I'll just go back a step first, sorry, um, just to t- tell people what Kumara Vine is, just in case they haven't um, yep. Great start. seen it before. So Kumara Vine is a quarterly newsletter that Community Waikato produces. So we've just uh, done one for December, and each newsletter we try to pick a theme that's relevant to what's happening at the moment. So as Roseanne mentioned, the latest theme is AI, artificial intelligence, and we produced the entire Kumara Vine this time using various AI tools. Um, so what that means is we created our content using, we actually used something called ChatGPT, which is available free to use um, with some limitations. And if you want to do more, you need to pay for a subscription. We also used a few... Um, photo technology tools so one was called Photor and that enhanced some of the images that we already had and then we also generated images from scratch so I guess um, they were free tools available for anybody to use Uh, you don't have to have tons of experience I think it's really important for me to say that I am not an AI (laughs) expert um, but I was able to pull this um, newsletter together and I actually found it really fun so um, back to the question. Sorry, Roseanne, just straight a little no, bit. No, look, I think, hey, it was perfect to just uh, back up the truck a little bit there and, and, and talk a little bit about the Kumara vine itself. So, yeah, so sort of the whole, well, what actually is AI or, as you say, artificial intelligence? Yes, so artificial intelligence, and I learned a bit doing this newsletter, mm. it is where uh, machines or computers simulate human intelligence. Um, it, it involves the development of algorithms and software that enable computers to do tasks that um, typically require human intelligence. And there are two types of AI I've learnt. Mm. One is called narrow or weak AI, and that's where AI is designed for a specific task or a set of closely related tasks, and it's not capable of generalising its knowledge or skills beyond its kind of defined domain. So um, we used what's called weak AI to produce this 
um, newsletter. The next stage is strong AI, and I think it's important to say at the moment strong AI or general AI doesn't actually exist. And that is where AI can possess human-like cognitive abilities. So it can take over the thinking for humans. It's not just the data that we put into it. um, But that is something that researchers are working on. So that ability to take over human thought. That sounds a little bit scary, though, doesn't it? Yes. (laughs) But it (laughs) probably has some really amazing um, benefits as well if we can get it right. Yeah, true. And then um, maybe um, you talked about some of the other, is there some of the other tools that we can sort of talk about or um, anything else around AI that yeah, you think could I think, be beneficial? Um, well, we could talk about the benefits and then maybe if you want to, some of the risks as well to be yeah, mindful of. definitely. Um, so the benefits, th- there are a few benefits. So efficiency and productivity is one. AI can automate some of the routine tasks that you might do in an organisation. And what that should mean is that staff are then able to focus on the more meaningful strategic tasks that require a bit more thought. So efficiency, data analysis and insights. So AI can analyse huge quantities of data much faster than a human Mm. brain would be able to do and then give you some um, predictive analytics for what the future might look like. Um, personalization AI can customize your communications with you know personal bits that it's collected about people so you can make your communications targeted to specific people it can reduce costs so automation this could be a benefit or a um, disadvantage I guess in that it means that you're not needing to employ people for some of the um, routine tasks and then it can extend your scale and your reach so they can use AI to go into more remote, underserved um, areas. And I think an example I saw of that was during the Christchurch earthquakes, they used robots to go into the cathedral to explore areas that people weren't able to get into and then feed data back um, as to what they were able to find. So there's some definite benefits there of what AI can do yeah, and I suppose it's very similar. I've you know I've heard where um, you know sort of the um, search and rescue groups that now go to try and find people in the forests and stuff or like mines that. Mines or yeah, they're yep. using drones and things like that that yep. then can um, trans you know transfer back all that data or visual sort of um, record, I suppose of you know maybe potentially are they then are they not there? Yeah. So then there's risks as well and challenges, which mm-hmm. I think we need to be aware of. Um, so the first is that there's there's potential for bias. Um, AI uses algorithms based on data, and it's only as good as what that data is. So if your data is um, biased or incorrect, then AI can only use what's there. So it's it's going to make a decision based on the data that you have available. Um, privacy and security is always an issue. So there are rules around keeping people's information private. There's there's laws that apply. And I guess if you're using AI, you need to ensure that your AI systems comply with what the regulations are. Um, lack of expertise and resources. So if you are investing heavily in AI technologies, you ultimately, just like any computer system, I guess, you need somebody that understands how to use it. Now, I have a very basic understanding of AI, and I could use it to produce 
this newsletter um, quite easily, actually, and I think that's within a lot of people's capability. But if I was diving into something that had a, a, a bit more kind of serious consequence or decision-making, I think it'd be really important to get someone to understand how to use the tool to get the best out of it. Um, and I'd say on that, yeah. um, I know we probably ourselves aren't thinking in this space yet, but I'm sure there's going to be some workshops, some training opportunities out there for people in how to utilise AI. I think we saw one recently and I wanted to go to it, but um, I, missed, r- <clears throat> I missed That's that right. We, we did too. Yes. I, I'm not sure if it was here. I think it might have been in Auckland. Yeah. Um, there was uh, a course. So I'm sure we're going to see over the next probably 12 months or so um, those opportunities yes, cropping up more and more. and I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye out for those opportunities, I think that would be a great um, workshop to do. Um, there's ethical considerations of using AI. So AI can be used to um, make decisions, but also it could potentially manipulate um, how people think. And so I guess you just need to be very mindful of how you're using AI and that you're doing it in an ethical way. Um, and I think a really good point that you made was it all comes down to the quality of the data. Yes. That you're providing it um, yes. as well, isn't it? And, and that you're not trying to sway the answer that comes out the other end as well. Yes. So there's still going to be probably, you know, a real need for, um, you know, sort of proofreading uh, and making sure that it's what what comes out is, is very much still your speak and has your flavour on it as well. Yes. So um, I guess sim- similar to, you know, it's the quality of the data, the data quality um it has to be accurate, it can't be biased, it can lead to erroneous conclusions if it is, and so therefore you should have a good data quality assurance process in place, mm. just constantly making sure that your data and your CRN systems or wherever you keep your information is is kept up to date. Yep. Um, trust can be an issue with AI. So there are mm. a lot of people that just simply don't understand AI and don't trust it. Um and so if you're using AI, it may take a bit for you to convince the people that you're serving, your donors, that actually this is a trustworthy tool. We're getting good information out of it. You can mm. trust the decisions that we've made based from on it. Um, accountability and transparency. So any decisions that you make as an organisation, even if you've used AI to come to those decisions, they're still your decisions, so you're accountable for them. You can't just say, well, that... that the machine told us that ultimately you're inputting the information into the machine and it's coming up with conclusions based on your queries so you're accountable Um, I think this is a really good one, critical decision making so you should avoid using AI as the sole decision maker um, in situations where there are significant consequences such as medical diagnoses, um, legal proceedings, national security it can be a valuable tool to assist your thinking, but if there's high stakes, it should not replace human judgment. Sounds a little bit like when um, we feel like we might have some medical issue and we go to Dr. Google to and find the, and um, the answer. And um, I know doctors generally are just shaking their head going, no, 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 no. Yeah. Because that can take you down quite a rabbit hole, can't it? Yes, that's right. Mm. Yep. So no self-diagnosis. Um, over-reliance on AI. So human oversight is always good. If you're relying too much on AI, it can be detrimental. Humans should always be in control and be able to override AI systems if necessary. So I guess that comes back to us not letting the machine control us. It's us still in control of the machine. 
Um, and then the last one is there is an element of depersonalization. So in situations where there needs to be personal contact, maybe um, human touch, human connection, emotion, empathy, AI cannot replicate that. Yeah, okay. Hey, those are some really good food for thought there um, around the utilisation of AI and obviously potential risks, but um, there are definitely the benefits as well. There are. Indeed. All right, well, look, we're just going to take a, a little break now and, and play a little bit of music, and then we'll, we'll come back and another little bit of a chat around um, the utilisation of AI in our uh, organisations, and then maybe looking at one or two of the highlights from the year. So we're going to uh, look to play one of my favourite songs of, of all time. I'm originally from Taranaki, so when I talk about the Party Māori Club and Poie, um, that definitely um, is a song that really um, resonates with me along the way.
Kiara. Welcome back to Connect with Community Wakato on Free FM 89.0. Isn't that an amazing song? Poe from the Patia Māori Club in Taranaki. Um, right, so you're listening to Roseanne and Kim from Community Wakato, and we've been talking a little bit about the utilisation of artificial intelligence. And um, with our latest Kumara Vine, we, uh, well, Kim, not we, Kim uh, uh, utilised it um, to produce our latest Kumara Vine. So we were talking about what it is, um, what are some of the benefits, uh, some of the risks. And so now, Kim, we're just going to have a little bit of a chat um, around... So how community groups might use some of these technologies to, that might be helpful for them. So, um, yeah, I, I, there's so much information in this Kumara Vine, I can't possibly tell you it all. But I thought one of the um, articles that we wrote um, might be quite good to talk through. And there's various recommendations. And I guess the first one, which I think most of us are probably on top of, is utilising social media platforms. So that might be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and um, using them to share your updates, give a build your brand story, tell people about your events, and just engage with the community in real time. So social media um, is using these kind of AI technologies. They run algorithms and builds up a story about you, and hopefully it's presenting you with information that is, is relevant to you. Um, you can create a user-friendly website. You can even create it yourself um, with not a lot of kind of HTML skills needed, really. There's some um, good tools like WordPress, Wix, Squarespace, where you can, where non-technical users can go on and manage their own website, manage and design their own website. And a website really is crucial for community groups to establish an online presence. Um, it's a hub where you can provide much more information and resources. Implement email marketing. So we do a weekly bulletin that we send out each week to our sector, to our database. And so we use MailChimp, actually, and it's just a great way of staying connected to people, giving them bits of news um, that they're in interested in. And um, we find that it's it's really well received. So we send a newsletter. We can also just send one-off emails if we've got something really um, breaking that we want to tell people. Leveraging online surveys as a feedback tool. So, mm -hmm. again, we use SurveyMonkey for this, but there's other tools available that are free. Um, and this is a great way. So you could use Google Forms. I see a few groups are using Google mm -hmm. Forms now. So you can collect valuable feedback. Um, maybe you've just had a conference or a workshop and you want to get feedback about how it went, or you might even want people to provide you with some feedback before your workshop that can help shape your workshop. Um, again, it relies on you having a database, somebody to send your survey to, or you could, um, I guess, put it on your website and then ask others to share it on your mm -hmm. behalf. Collaboration and productivity tools. So efficient collaboration is um, really essential for any group. So you can use Google Workspace, Microsoft Teams, and you can have workspaces in there that people can share and put information into and it's a collaboration group another one i like to use is trello uh, which is a visual collaboration tool and mm -hmm. uh, you can invite people not just from inside your organization but externally to come into your trello space and share information um, 
I think something we all got used to during lockdown was engaging with virtual meeting platforms. Mm-hmm. So Zoom, Teams, my, uh, Google Meet, Skype, um, online meetings, and yeah, it's a great way to stay connected, engage with with your team, with people outside your team. Um, Just on that, um, it's amazing how creative we actually did get and I suppose how courageous we got with using online platforms for for keeping connected with people throughout that whole lockdown period. I remember having um, Sunday night um, sort of dinner slash um, catch-ups with friends. Yes, and quiz nights and online. And And I think uh, you were even using it when you were uh, maybe in a... Um, the I was hotels. In a isolation. Yeah, that's the word. Hotel. Yes. Yeah. Using it to keep connected with people. Yeah. So we. Yeah, I guess that was one thing the lockdown did that mm. was good, as it forced us to upskill in our online abilities. It it did indeed. Yes. Yeah. So another one similar to that is you can use these technologies for webinars and online courses. So um, you can create, you can use a platform like Zoom webinars where you create your webinar and then you send the link out to people. So you don't have to be there in person delivering the webinar. It's just a link people can open and you've pre-recorded. Yes, which is a pretty useful tool. It is, and it's something that we're looking to for next year rather than it having to be all um, you know, sort of live webinars slash workshop trainings to um, record some webinars and have that um, uploaded onto our website for um, yeah. people just to come in and access when and where it suits them. So another technology that um, community groups, social service groups could be using is crowd uh, crowdfunding platforms like um, Kickstarter, GoFundMe. It's, it's a way that they might be able to fundraise for a cause and you might be able to reach a broader audience um, than you perhaps normally would to gain that financial support. And there's also mobile apps. It's not an area I've actually dived into to to look into, but I know a lot of places have developed their own app. Um, Our school has. So you can develop a mobile app for your community group to enhance accessibility and engagement, and it might be a convenient way for members to access information about you because yeah, I can't remember the latest stat on um, the percentage of the population that has smartphones but I know it's quite high yeah it is very high I don't know it either but I know that more people for example access our website via a um, mobile device like a phone than they do a PC all right yeah that's amazing that our analytics can actually get down, narrow it down that yes, much. Yes, so analytics, AI, mm, um, wow. yeah, we use Google Analytics, which is a basic tool, mm. but it gives some really good information yeah. um, where people are and what time they're logging on and what pages they're looking at. and Yeah, and I'm not a designer as such myself, but I think I know that from a website perspective, when you are designing your website, it's ensuring that um, people using a smartphone can See it all, access it all. Yes, so all websites should be um, able to be seen on mobile devices mm. and then stretch for um, desktop devices. Yeah, yep. mm. things you learn along the way. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean you know it if you see a website that isn't. Yeah, and you're kind of having to scroll really awkwardly on your phone. Yeah, but most websites should be mobile 
um, friendly now. So a good little uh, tip there for everyone if you are looking to set up a, a new website for your organisation. Yeah. Well, we've just got to really just on three minutes left. Time has flown by, hasn't it? It has. Yeah. So whether there's any last minute messaging around the utilisation of AI? Um, no, but the last minute messaging around Kumara Vine would be... Um, you can find it on the Community Waikato website, so that's communitywaikato.org.nz, and um, I think it's under news. Um, I hope it's under news, <laughs> but you'll find it if, if you go and look. It's not too hard. And I just um, yeah, recommend having a read through. There's some really, really um, useful and interesting information in there. Yeah, and to get onto the um, mailing list as such to receive the Kumara Vine each yes, quarter. Yes, you can sign up for our newsletter on our website as well. Mm-hmm. Um, down the bottom in the footer is an email sign up. I think a pop-up might even come up letting you sign up for the newsletter. So, yeah, sign up. Um and then you'll be getting our weekly bulletins and our Kumara Vine as well. Yeah, great way for uh, all of our communities to, to keep connected yeah. um, with some really invaluable information that does come out in those. So two minutes to go, Kim. One quick highlight for you. Okay. A highlight this year for me was joining the Tarunanga or Kirikiriro board. So a lot of our community Waikato team are in governance mm-hmm. roles, and it was an opportunity for me to take on a governance role awesome organisation. Um, part of my role in Community Waikato is to tell stories from the sector and there's some amazing stories that are coming out of Te Runangaro Kirikiriro and the work that they're doing in the mental health space, in the housing space. Um, so I've had the um, privilege recently to hear directly from some of the people that Te Runangaro Kirikiriro are supporting. Um, and the difference that this organisation is making to their lives. And I guess that's why we all work in mm-hmm. this sector, because of those those people, the stakeholders that, and the beneficiaries that we are connecting with and seeing the difference that our organisations make in their lives. So that's... That's probably my highlight. Oh, wow. I think that's a a great highlight for you. And they are doing an amazing work. And there's a lot of, you know, sort of agencies, organisations out there that, um, you know, very much supporting our um, communities across the whole rohi. Um, and probably just want to take this opportunity to thank them all for that amazing mahi they are doing out there. And whether you are on the board, and no doubt you're a volunteer on the board, so um, you know all of our organisations do need um, board members and, and people to support them along the way. So, yeah, just thank you, Kim, uh, and, thank, and you. thank all of our um, listeners out there who themselves are on a board or might be volunteering for an organisation. So, look, this is really where we're running out of time, and so we will now um, wrap up. So, Thank you, Kim Cable, our Communications and Marketing Manager from Community Waikato. Thank you, Roseanne. Uh, And um, so, yeah, we'd just like to um, say um, goodbye to you all and, uh, yeah, I hope you have a a lovely weekend wherever you may be and uh, hopefully you'll then, um, you know, sort of tune in and listen to us um, next Saturday as well. So kia ora, everyone. Goodbye. For more episodes of this Community Access Radio Show, please visit freefm.org.nz.
Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast possible by funding the Access Internet Radio Project.